Mic check one two and two. 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 We in the building right now, ladies and gentlemen. Check one two and two. You are now in the building with Coach K, and this is the Hustlers Journal podcast. Listen up, boy. I be a coach, teaching how to think different with a new approach. I hope you're taking notes. Haters think it's jokes. They got me fired up, but they don't want the smoke. Life only grows in knowledge. They don't get the logic. It's the road less traveled that I got my mileage. I don't care for comments. Show me your hustle. I'm only here to build your physical and mental muscle. There's some things you must do. Better listen in. It's the Hustlers Journal. I'll show you how to win. I learned from the greats, plus my own takes. I'm the one people come to for losing weight. See, I aspire. To inspire yeah. while you perspire, yeah. that's my empire. Yeah. There's no time to quit. Don't care how you're feeling. You better stand up when Coach K is in the building. Mike check one two one two, ladies and gentlemen. You're now in the building with your boy Coach K, and this is the Hustlers Journal special episode yet again. We're back, back, back in the building, and I have one of my favorite people here part of our show this episode before we even start with that though of course i show my moment of gratitude and just appreciate the fact that we're here we're alive today a lot of people are suffering struggling right now going through dark times situational times that's just making them feel a little bit under the weather we're just feeling making them feel down altogether but there's reason to be happy there's reason to feel good there's reason reason to feel inspired and we're hoping to drop that for you guys today with a great conversation with a good friend of mine who actually became a good friend of mine through another trainer. Shout out to my guy, Coach Dougie. I had him on last week. Uh, but definitely, we're going to get things going, get things vibing, and get her viewpoint on a couple of things because I really am intrigued to know how she feels about certain stuff as well as just get some background. It's always good to get to know people by having a conversation with them. That's the best way to know somebody. You can't go based on their Instagram or their Facebook or anything else that they show you because they will show you what they want you to see, but you don't actually get a chance to really know the person. So... Uh, and, I, and and fun fact is that I actually knew her mom. Well, I know of her mom, and I, I, I was like, oh, and then I saw the connection. I'm like, that's your daughter? No way. And then I'm like, oh, and then they had a they had a Instagram live together. I'm like, what the heck's going on here? Anyways, lovely lady named Mary. Shout out to Mary for sure. Um, but first things first, before we go into everything all in detail, I'm going to shout out a local business, support your local hustle as usual. I'm shouting out today. Pure Love Dog Food. Shout out to my girls, Chloe LaLuz and Mariana Recab. Okay. Pure Love Dog Food. Strategically build their recipes to give your pup the right amount of the right stuff, puppies and adults alike. A complete meal made of 80% fresh human grade meat, 20% fruits and veggies, no added fillers, sodium preservatives, or additives. Okay. If you want to hit them up on their website, receive a 10% uh, promo code. It's purelovedogfood.com. On Instagram, you can find them as well. Pure Love Dog Food. The tag and their info will also be in their in our information session. Now, my back was off a routine for a little bit. I was like, man, I was in some pain. I woke up one day, I was like, teaching my wife, I'm like, okay, wanna learn how to do some vacuums, okay, shoulder. And I do that, and then as I'm done, I'm now folding laundry, and I'm like, oh, my back is on fire. And what had happened was, my spine, uh, I had an injury when I was in high school, like years ago, and my spine actually shifted to the right. So when I lifted up my shirt, my torso was twisted one way. (laughs) It's It's kinda messed up. But it's because my disc was like slipped out of position. Um, but I did exercises and stretches to get me back in there. And I remember my good friend Sabrina told me, here's the things you have to do in the morning. So I started do the, incorporating those things as well. And now actually I can sit down a little bit longer because my back was in pain for the past like, I don't know, two days. I had to put heat on my back and stretch and this and that. It was just terrible. I couldn't even stand up straight. It was, it was, it was nuts. But uh, she is the master of stretch. Other people out there will say that they know a master of stretch. I think for myself, she's been a master of stretch to me. I'm introducing to you guys, Sabrina Rotolo. Welcome very much to the show. Sabrina, thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate, I appreciate you. you. I like that picture in the background there too. Who was that? Okay. Oh, Lola. This is how we get started today. All right. Um, she's a certified yoga instructor. Uh, one of my favorite stretching people, as I mentioned, but one of my favorite people all together because she's just a cool, all, all down together, down to earth person. Um, co-owner of Temple Ka, it's a holistic care center in Montreal that just recently opened, but of course, because of everything kind of paused on that, we'll talk about that after. Um, but she's really, really down to earth. She has great energy, got a great vibe. She can hold on a solid conversation. And one thing that I like about her the most, her grammar is, I am a... That is a swoon Ooh. for me. I'm like, whoo, it's grammar. You can could, you could say <laughs> sentences and, and other stuff like that. I think it's awesome. So welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I talked too much, and so now time for you to talk. Oh, welcome, Sabrina. I appreciate you guys being you being here. 
Oh my God, what a great entry that is. Thank you so much. I'm, um, I've, I've been so excited for us to finally do this. We've been trying to find a way to do it pre-pandemic, during the pandemic. Hopefully, you know, I can throw in another episode post-pandemic. It will actually be in person. Um, but I am just so blessed and grateful and thankful to be here. Um, I've known Kareem for a long time. I've had the pleasure of being able to help him stretch out. Uh, as many of you know, he trains really intensively and what was it was it tough no it wasn't the tough mudder was a was a spartan race that you were doing it was kind of like a spartan race it was called rx1 nation they had a bunch of right. races throughout the season and uh my back and my yeah. shoulders were all messed up and sabrina said yeah so this. we're gonna do a couple of things here and there and she whew, fixed me real quick it was great yeah i'm <laughs> training so hard for that and i was so uh honored you know, that he reached out to me to help him out with some of these stretches and things like that. And so we've always had such a great rapport. We've always, you know, had a great uh, back and forth with each other. So I was so excited when you asked me to join the podcast. Um, as for myself, like you said, co-owner of Temple Ka, so a little bit about that. Um, one of my two partners, so we're three partners, uh, my partner Jitana actually founded uh, Temple Ka, which Ka is Egyptian for soul. And so it's temple, like Temple of the Soul or Soul Temple. She founded it five years ago, started it in her home, in her living room. And it started off as really just providing energetic and holistic care to Black women. And then as that started to progress, then she started to realize, well, not just women, but men as well. And then she realized that she didn't want to limit her gifts and she wanted to expand it to as many people as possible. And when I met my other partner, Sherazar, uh, yeah, last year, she said, you've got to go see my, my healer, Jitana. She's amazing. So upon her request, I went to go see Jitana. And then we started working, all three of us, plus another wonderful friend of ours named Carrie right. uh, and we in the women's healing circle together okay. and then we just started really working super well together and uh, unfortunately Carrie lives up north so it's a little bit hard for her to make the commute every day to come you know to the plateau right. uh, where we're located and so it, even though we you know wanted to include her she's still very much here our, our company and yeah the Gitana asked us to expand her vision um you know from her living room to a smaller locale that she had on saint denis and she knew that she needed to expand and wanted to ask us to you know take that dive with her and we did and we've been open since september 19th and it's been a wild ride to say the least right. um you know opening up such a big space in the middle of a pandemic but we have been so incredibly blessed so that's awesome I just feels amazing how have you been able to manage with obviously like you can only have limited people at a time uh everything kind of being constrained right now like how are you guys able to manage with that well the great thing is that um we always did picture what we want to do we want and if people at time too much hustle and pull because there's a lot of things that require the temple to be relatively quiet if somebody is getting sound therapy or uh, Reiki or crystal therapy. We also offer spiritual baths, yoni steams, lingam steams, all of this stuff, and you don't want it to be too hectic. Mm -hmm. So it works pretty well for us, to be honest, because you can't just walk in and request a service. We do, like you had mentioned, it's a holistic care center. Um, so when we say we're a holistic spa, we kind of like have to say that little addendum, like we're not a spa, like you can get massages and facials and things like that. It's really working on your energy. Okay. And so because of that, it works well that you can't just stroll into the temple True. and um, ask for a service. It's really something that is appointment based. So I wouldn't say that that affected us too, too much, Okay. but I haven't been able to do the things that we love doing, like workshops. Um, I can't teach yoga. We have a really beautiful yoga room um that i've been doing the live yoga from okay. um we also wanted to take the healing circles there as well and be able to have more people there at a time uh also this is just a really great place for the community we want to bring people together you know we want to have like a church vibe uh one sunday a month where we come and we talk about things that we're passionate about and have community meals so these ideas are definitely affected with the restrictions of the pandemic. Right, right. But I, I have to say that considering everything that's going on, we've been incredibly blessed since we opened. So awesome. it's 
wonderful. Yeah, that's amazing. It's amazing. Considering that a lot of people are kind of in a tight spot right now, uh, and a lot of gym, well, fitness facilities in general, but even facilities, businesses altogether have been a little bit restricted. But the fact that you guys are still able to function and operate, that's awesome. And especially because you guys just opened in September, that's amazing. Uh, because I do remember uh, you did share on your Instagram, you were a little bit emotional about some stuff. And I was like, man, and I sent you a message after just say, hey, just keep your head up, man. Like it's, yeah. it's tough out here. You know, I, I totally understand how that situation is. So uh, a lot yeah. of people can resonate with that for sure. Um, but talk a bit, talk a bit more about your background, like your upbringing, like your culture, your group Italian. Yes. Okay. So I was right. So, okay. Um, but like your upbringing, your education, I know that you've had some situations in your life as, as well as you're um, as a young person. Uh, talk a bit about that and how it's kind of shaped and molded you, molded you into the person you are right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm born and raised in Montreal. Uh, well, actually, I grew up in Laval. <laughs> um, and, you know, I had to be really honest, you know, despite a lot of, um, you know, of our own, you know, family issues and whatnot, I had a really beautiful, beautiful childhood, uh, all thanks to my mom, who, nice. you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, Shout um, to Mary. Ah. <laughs> uh, so happy i'm gonna tell her she's gonna be like oh my god um but yeah no she's just like a total super mom you know she always kept us busy we literally were downtown all the time we were at every parade every uh just for laughs every jazz festival like she just kept us really really involved in whatever cultural things were going on in the city, sure. any parties, any parades, like we mm -hmm. really lacked for nothing to be mm -hmm. very honest. So I have to say, um, growing up with such a strong mother figure who set the tone for proper family values mm -hmm. and, you know, respect and, and, and really just striving to be the best that, you know, we can with what we have. I have to, I have to, you know, shout, shout her out because, she really paved the way for myself and I'll speak for my brother as well to, you know, be really well-rounded, really kind, really respectful, well-educated, um, you know, people. And I, I, I have to say that I'm really grateful for that. And uh, in terms of education, I went to Villa Maria for high school. I went to Vanier College, graduated in communications. That was amazing. I that's met my I, best that, friend. That's why that English language is like mm, communications. Shout out to Vanier College for that, helping her out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I've always find <laughs> with that, even in high school, I, I wasn't really good with numbers or, or math, things like that. Like really, I really skated by to be really honest, but I really excelled in, in English. I loved to read. I loved to write. Um, that was very, very much part, still part of my day to day. Right. And, um, yeah, then I went to Vanier for college, some of the best years of my life, met my friends in the entire world, still super tight with them. And um, from there went to Concordia in English literature. And for like a year and a half, I was just like, I, I want to go to cooking school. It was what I always wanted to do from when I was in high school. But yeah. when I saw all my friends applying to call like to Sejep, really, oh, can I square? <laughs> I'm gonna try really, really hard not. You to know, uh, it's okay. I have, a, I have, I have um, an edit button, so it's okay. Was... <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I meant to say it from the beginning. But it's okay. Speak your mind. Speak I'm your mind. Surprised that we went this, went this far without. <laughs> we had like almost like ten, so... almost ten minutes. But that's okay. <laughs> that's cool. That's a that's a actual win for me having gone that long without swearing. So <laughs> I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to do my best. But yeah, when I saw all my friends sign for Sejep, you know, doing their applications and everyone was so excited. And I'm like, what if I hate cooking school and I want to go to Sejep? And then I'm like, I don't know, 18 uh, and, and everybody's gone. And I'm going to be this like weirder, older person that's like just starting out Sejep. And I just, I don't know, you're always worried about all that judgment and stuff. So I just, I pushed the cooking school dream aside sure. and I did Sejep, which I'm so happy that I did because it was an amazing time. But then a year and a half into my time at Concordia, I was just like, this is not what I want to be doing. So I dropped out. Mm -hmm. I took a year off. Okay. I sat my mom down and I was like, listen, <laughs> um, I've been in school since kindergarten and your girl needs a break. <laughs> but I was working while I took that time yeah. off. I had a great time. 
And then I went straight to cooking school and it was, uh, it was amazing that I went to Pius Culinary Institute. I did an intensive one year, graduated and spent seven years in the six or seven years in the food industry, cool. uh, bakery, restaurants, working on the line. Um, my last foray was um, actually as a manager for a bakery in Vilcelera. And I spent about two and a half years managing that bakery. And then I was like, all right, my time here is up. And that's it. Going to Costa Rica and I'm getting certified <laughs> to be a yoga teacher, which oh, wow. was also something that I always knew that I wanted to do because yoga was a part of my life from the age of 17. Okay. Um, my mom actually brought me to my first yoga class when I was really, really young because my mom was really into it. So I would okay. tag along with her. Yeah. My, my journey and my personal practice with yoga started around 17 or 18. And I had, you know, ups and downs in terms of how consistent I was with my practice right. and then at around 25 I had hit a bit of a snag I suffer from pretty significant anxiety which uh, started when my father passed away suddenly when I was 16 okay. and ever since then my anxiety was always something that kind of crept up but I never especially at that young age mental health is still something that is not nearly talked about enough mm -hmm. and so you could just imagine um we're talking like what 16 years ago when I started really suffering from it, there was no, there were no tools. I didn't know how to reach yeah. out. I didn't even really know what it was. I just thought it was just like panic and I tried to shove it down and get back to my happy, bubbly, personable social self. Mm -hmm. um, but then at 25, um, I hit a bit of a snag and it, and it got really bad and it was really, really hard to manage. And after a couple of months, it was kind of just like the universe just plopped this little message in my inbox from one of the studios I used to practice at regularly. And you could tell it was an automated kind of message because it was like, we miss you. Yeah. And <laughs> I love those. <laughs> so perfectly timed that I was yeah. like, I sent this out to everybody because I hadn't been at the studio in forever. Yeah. So they said, you know, take advantage of a discount on our 30 day yoga challenge coming up in two weeks. And I was like, you know what, why not? You can't hurt, you know? Right. And I started going and I went every day for 30 days and right. every day it helped my anxiety just a little bit more and a little bit more. And yeah. I mean, anxiety is something that I deal with mm -hmm. to this day. I'm not going to say that yoga cured it. It did yeah. not. It gave me the tools and I, I'm not going to tell everybody like, oh, it's the end all be all for your anxiety. There's some things that work for some people and some things that don't. Yoga really worked for me. Okay. And I remember leaving one particular class and for that entire class, the entirety of that one hour, I wasn't thinking about anything else. I wasn't ruminating. I wasn't buzzing in my mind. I was just so connected to my practice. And I thought to myself, I think this is what I want to do. And if I can do what just happened to me for one person in my entire career, I'll feel like that's a win. Um, and after that, you know, it wasn't like, oh, I dropped everything. I sold all of my belongings and I left immediately. I mean, I was living by myself. Uh, well, I was living with a roommate, but I had rent to pay. I had all of these things to pay. I had to be responsible about it. So when I decided that I wanted to become a yoga teacher, it wasn't immediate it wasn't like I sold everything and ran off uh, I knew that I wanted to go to a school abroad so I knew that I had to save up money to travel and it's expensive to get your certification sure. in yoga it's uh, uh, a couple thousand dollars plus added on yeah plus oh. adding on um, you know the travel and all of that so uh, you know and I was staying there so it was like accommodations and food and you know the flight and all of these things so because I was living uh, with a, my roommate at the time, you know, I had rent to pay. I had a lot of my own expenses, my car and things like that. So I had to be responsible about it. And I took about four years to find the right school, which was Marianne Wells um, Yoga School in Costa Rica. And I went and it was the best decision of my life. Wow. Game changer. Yeah. Huge game changer. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so all that experience you mentioned about anxiety and stuff because you know i'm a huge advocate of like mental health and stuff i'm uh -huh. trying, to, trying to promote as much as possible um you mentioned that it it only started to really hit it hit bad when you got to like 25 yeah um, what was the first year like 
not having your dad around? Well, I lost my dad when I was uh, 16, just a month before I turned 17. And three weeks before I started Sejeb. So it happened in the summer between graduating high school and starting Sejeb. Right. And so the first big thing, be like once the shock subsided, um, because his death was very sudden, um, the first thing was, do I go to school? Like, right. do I start Sejeb? Do I start this whole new experience? Like you're taking a, a private school girl, going back to a mixed, you know, which is like, it's something else, you know, it yeah. is a whole I spent five years with with only women and it was a great experience. I, I absolutely, I mean, high school was high school, yeah. but I don't, I don't regret, you know, going to the, you know, to a private school. And, um, but I had to kind of adapt to a ton of new people, like going to school with boys, uh, and like not really having the, that, that sh a little bit more strict, vibe you know where when you're in private school the teachers are really you know on you to make sure you turn your stuff in and you do this sage up is like you turn you turn your stuff in you don't whatever you come to class you don't whatever like no one is making sure that you do what you got to do it's really on you yeah and so the first thing was do i embark on this whole new very exciting journey while i'm grieving so heavily mm -hmm. and my decision to start sage up three weeks after my father passed was because of my father okay. because when it came to him being the disciplinarian mm -hmm. it was really he took care of all things academic my father really really stressed on my brother and i thriving at mm -hmm. school and doing really really well uh, my mother of course too but my mother my mother was the disciplinarian in all other aspects yeah. and when it, having good grades if i failed a test and i needed to get it signed things like that it was my father that you know really cracked the whip to make sure that we were doing well in school and so I thought to myself, you know, if there was one thing that my dad would want, it would be for me to go to school. And so that's what pushed me was like, even, you know, in spite of the fact that he died so suddenly, I just knew that I had to. Yeah. The first year was very hard. It was very hard. It was very confusing. There was not a single person in my, you know, circle that understood exactly what I was going through, even though I had an amazing support system between family and friends. And I'm thankful for them every day. Even if I'm not super close with the friends that I had back then, I still, they, they will always hold such a deep place in my heart. But I had nobody that I could turn to to be like, hey, you know, I lost my dad, <laughs> you know? And so it was really, really difficult because I didn't really take super well to therapy. I just... Okay. I tried it. Yeah. The first year was just kind of like, what's the point? I felt very much like that, even though I am a very optimistic person and I'm willing to try anything at least once. When I tried therapy, I had tried to find, you know, a therapist that I really, really just wished well with mm -hmm. and I couldn't. So I was just kind of like, I'll be fine. I'm going to, I'm going to do this myself. Right. And I kind of just kind of, took the healing journey on on my own shoulders and and went from there but i mean i was 17 i was a baby <laughs> yeah wow wow so you can you could definitely relate to people who have lost their parents now uh or love yeah now, especially during this type of situation yeah. where people are like it's crazy i mean my um my wife lost her dad in uh because of covid but he was already sick he had, he had mm -hmm. parkinson's and um just the whole thing was like surreal it was like it's really happening you know but you can never really be prepared for that even if you're like prepared you know they say it's like when you have a kid right you're like oh can, you'll never be ready for to have a child when you have a child you just be ready so it's like the same thing with that it's like except it's different because it's yeah. not like a life is starting a life is ending so it's a bit weird but obviously yeah. you've, held, you've held your own thus far and i mean i'm pretty sure you probably still think about him and you miss him and stuff but i mean it's uh every day every single day and i do yeah. tell people um, anybody, whether they're experiencing it themselves, having lost a loved one, yeah. or just people who are, you know, curious and like, how, how did you get through it? And I, you know, I tell people the, the whole time heals all thing. I don't really, I don't buy that. Right. Um, I'm, I miss my father every single day. 
every single day, especially when monumental things happen. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like when I opened my own business, like this year was incredibly emotional for me that he couldn't see that. Um, you know, when I graduated, when I, any accomplishment that happened, um, that was always really, really hard for me. So when people say like time heals all, I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't really buy that for me. It's, it's more, you just like you, you, you learn to be like, you learn to accept that this is your reality with each passing day. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't make me miss him any less. I probably miss him. No, I'm not, I'm not gonna say probably. I definitely miss him just as much today as I did in 2005 when he passed. Um, but it's, it's something that is not so raw, but it's still, it's still hard. Okay. It'll be hard forever. Yeah. It's going to be hard for a while. But, wow. Yeah, exactly. But it's something that with, with each day becomes, something that you know mm -hmm. I know every day I'm going to wake up and he's not there yeah um, so it's not that the shock of it is definitely what subsides over time and you learn to just you know it becomes your new reality and you 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 find different ways to accept it every day for sure for sure lesson out there to everybody hug your parents mother and father your aunts your uncles your cousins because things can change really quickly especially with everything happening right now things can change really quickly mm -hmm. so Definitely a great reminder of that. But speaking of big, um, one thing I want to cover with you, just ask you a couple of questions about some of the biggest things that have happened in your life. Of course, that obviously has molded you into the person you are right now. So biggest wins, uh, biggest losses, biggest lessons learned. Let's start with the first three. So biggest win. What's your biggest win that you can say, you know what, when this happened, this really made me go, bam, change the game. <sighs> Man, it's, this is a that's a great question. Well, this is um, what we're here for. Come on, this, this yeah, is the point. <laughs> the people, um, my biggest win. Honestly, I have to say, opening up my own business this year has um, really taught me. Not really taught me, but it's it's shown it's shown me my resilience. I've always known what an incredibly hard worker. I was uh, sometimes to my own detriment. Mm -hmm. I have a really hard time resting. Like it's, uh, I'm, I'm very hard on myself. I get hella guilty and I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm not doing anything. Um, but it's just because I, um, I've always hustled really, really hard. And to have a physical business, mm -hmm. especially that we had uh, so much involvement in building it from the ground up it was absolutely nothing when we signed the lease we had nothing we had no floors no walls no ceilings it was completely gutted sure. and my partners and i conceptualized the space we decorated it um, until the day before we opened painting walls um, installing light fixtures like we really just rolled up our sleeves and did so much and to look at a physical business i'm not saying that you have to have a physical space in order to sure. feel accomplished but for sure. me yeah uh, even pandemic aside I, that adds an extra like wow factor yeah but pandemic aside just looking at all of the trials and tribulations that i've gone through all of those times where i thought i wasn't gonna pull through uh, that my anxiety took over that i thought i wasn't good enough or strong enough or mm -hmm. talented enough or whatever the case may be to see temple ka and my involvement in it um come to come to reality was just I think that that feels I think that's one of my biggest wins to date that's awesome uh yeah. your biggest loss we don't have to we don't have to dwell on that too long but like what would you say is like your biggest like oh man moment in your life it's gonna sound kind of silly <laughs> but when I didn't get valedictorian when I didn't get valedictorian that was really hard for me so before you continue this how I know we're on the same page because I felt like, yo, I didn't get valedictorian when I was in high school too. But anyways, go on, go on. You tell your story. <laughs> well, what, so um, I had, I, I had very good grades. Um, you know, they, they basically kind of put out an announcement saying, you know, if you, if you want to apply, cause you were able to kind of sell yourself to a panel of teachers to say like, I think I deserve to be valedictorian. So they kind mm -hmm. of put out all of the stipulations. You have to have at least, you know, a overall grade percentage of this. You have to have involvement in activities and blah, 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 and all of this stuff. I was involved in so much stuff, plays, uh, 
walkathons, breast cancer walk, all kinds of stuff. I really loved, loved, loved being involved. Um, I did have a core group of friends, but I was friendly with everybody in school. And I wasn't just, I, it wasn't every year, you know, in anticipation of me applying for valedictorian. It was just, that's who I am. I'm just right. chatty. But I kind of looked at it and I was like, this would be neat. And I also sidebar was like, my dad would be so proud of me. If God, <laughs> oh my God. And so um, I applied and what really bums me out is that I don't have my speech anymore. I think it was like on an old PC and it was oh, so good. Like I equated the whole high school experience to a painting yeah. and each each color represented it like a student and each brushstroke was a different experience. And like, I was so poetic and it was wow. fantastic. But the problem <laughs> was that um, even though I had great grades and I was involved in so many activities and extracurriculars and, you know, very, very well known in my grade, I was a little bit of a rule breaker where in the sense that I dyed my hair a lot. And, and we weren't allowed <laughs> Oh, you weren't allowed to yeah. dye your hair. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, the public system, and then, then yeah, and the and sorry, in the private, in the private sector. Yeah. Um, you know, it, you 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 show up to school and you typically leave school in your uniform, so you're always a villa girl. You're always mm -hmm. representing. And so the thing is, is that they didn't want us to wear like a ton of makeup and have wild hair and things like that. But the thing is, is that I didn't even dye my hair crazy colors. I would just dye it like black or maybe like an auburn like a little reddish brown yeah but i would get in school for it you know so i would get oh. sent to the principal's office and then they would be like sabrina so i would get demerits because yeah like we had demerits and if you Demer like, what? yeah so if you if you were late if you were you know oh, okay, um, okay, okay like that you would get demerits and if yeah. you got a certain amount of merits you would get detention and if you got a certain amount more you would get suspended and things like that so like there was a whole yeah it was really intense and so <laughs> okay. i i only got in trouble for my hair that was the only thing i ever got in trouble for yeah and so what i did find out yeah. when i was valedictorian one of the teachers that was on the panel was <laughs> like i was close with her she was young she was really chill and she said uh everybody agreed that you know you would have been the best representative for the for the year but a bunch of like the older school teachers were like yes but she frequently broke the rules by dyeing uh, her hair and blah blah what? blah so they, i i didn't get it because i dyed my hair <laughs> but uh, whatever look at me now <laughs> <laughs> you know quick story so when i was in junior high because here you guys have mm -hmm. high school starts with grade seven right so i was in junior high yeah um eighth grade i remember they had what's called the principal's award which is like valedictorian of eighth grade right. and my teacher told me, my basketball coach told me this like a, a year later. He goes, oh, man, I'm so sorry you didn't get any awards. And I was going, uh, in junior high, I'm like, why? He goes, yeah, you know, you were on the wall like 17 times for like different things. But your name just kept getting pushed out because it was like, okay, give it to this person instead. And we'll, we'll, most, we'll most likely put him for this and whatever, whatever. When I came to principal's award, I didn't get the award because my French teacher was such a stickler about chewing gum. And I chewed gum in class one time and she told me to no. spit it out. And I had another piece and I got sent out. So when it came to deciding, they're like, well, she's like, well, yeah, he's a little bit defiant though. And da, da, da. And I didn't get picked. So when they announced when, when they're, when they're announcing the hair. person, when they're announcing the person, everyone's sitting there going, Kareem, this has gotta be you. This has to be you. And I'm like, ah, but it taught me a lesson in don't, don't anticipate something is going to happen. Like you guys are going to wait, wait till your mm -hmm. name is announced. Wait till your name is announced. Okay. So when it didn't happen, yeah. I was like, all right, cool. And everyone was like, what? And I was like, man, but it was okay. I, I left it alone. And even in high school too, it was like, yo, man, you should get valedictorian. I said, they aren't going to give me valedictorian. And I didn't end up getting it. I was like, oh, you know, I had a speech and everything. I think I had a speech ready. Or I was just going to freestyle something, but. I try my best, but you know, it is what it is. But let's look at, look at where you, look at where you are now. Look at where I am now. Don't even worry about that. That's okay, my so a little gum and a little hair dye ain't going to stop us. Ain't going to stop us for sure. Um, biggest obstacle turned into an opportunity. Obstacle turned into an opportunity. 
Damn. I'm making you think today. I can't wait. You are. <laughs> it's good because I haven't had <laughs> lockdown now. I'm like, uh, um, man, my biggest obstacle. You know what was hard for me mm-hmm. was deciding to go to um, Costa Rica and getting the certification myself. Doing that really hard for me because um i've always liked to have somebody by my side i'm mm-hmm. you know I, I i i thrive well uh being in the company of others and um that obstacle me really can really only rely on myself mm-hmm. which was very very helpful in 2020 mm-hmm. um but I think that that was one of my biggest obstacles was really deciding to travel to quit everything despite you know uh knowing that if I did this you know and went against the whole normal job and the nine to five and the security and all of that stuff right um it turned into an opportunity for me to bank on myself you know, and just really trust that it's like, I got it. And it was, it was such an amazing experience because that has helped me in so many, I can think of so many different ways from 2016 until now, which was when I went to get my certification where, um, if I would have let being by myself stop me, I probably wouldn't be here right now. And so it was an obstacle, but it turned into an opportunity for me to prove to myself that I don't really need anything but you know my intuition and my trust and my gut instinct to get me by true true that's awesome that's awesome yeah definitely a lesson for everybody who's listening uh because a lot of people are stopped by their own limitations they put limitations on themselves and they go i can't do this i can't most hated word most hated word in english english language to me is can't um because it what it does to your mind and how it stops actually your body from functioning so uh, definitely something 100%. to pay attention to. Yeah, so definitely something to, you can learn from from Sabrina on that one. Um, and obviously, it's, it shows that you know what you did. It's led you to success because look at where you are now. You're making things happen, and we didn't, we didn't get valedictorian, but it's okay. We will pass on that. That should be your that should be your tag. No valedictorian, anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no valedictorian. No, yeah, a Ville Maria. Know what time it is, anyways. Um, so what are you looking forward to into 2021 now that everyone's kind of like, yo, forget 2020 has been kind of a wrap. What are some of your goals and your objectives that you're looking forward to, uh, yeah. to hitting up for this year? I'm not really a big resolution kind of person. I used to be, you know, with the, oh, I'm going to lose weight or good. this, this, that. That's good. Um, but no, no, no. Um, but if 2020 has taught me anything, which, like I said, um, you know, a- anything that we rely on externally can be taken away. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm really just leaning into a lot of trust and surrender for the plan that is laid out for me. There is definitely one that is in the works. And I just have to trust and believe that um, my my constant to be better, to work for my community at all costs. Right. Um, and, you know, my kindness and my gifts. I has taken me a really long time to be able to say that I'm, you know, that I'm very gifted. I'm, I'm, um, I know that I'm a wonderful yoga teacher. I know that I'm a great, uh, I, I don't like calling it a life coach, but I'm, I call it an empowerment coach, you know, so I have clients that, I plans for them to keep them accountable and just knowing that my heart and it's good intentions will carry me through. So I'm just for 2021 and, and on, it's just leaning into a lot of trust and surrender and not to be afraid of, of change and growth. Cause I think um, I could speak for many people that 2020 had a lot of that, a lot of yeah. change and a lot of a lot growth of for sure. and the for willingness sure. to look at the scary things and, admit where I need to change and how I need to tweet and really just letting go of things that don't. Yeah. That's good. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, you, you mentioned that you are, um, empowerment coach, 
um, how mm-hmm. you fulfill your role. Cause I, I, I like to see that as being like an impact player. And I think that everyone has a role to play being impactful to some people in some way, shape or form. How will you fulfill your role as an impact player? Like, what do you plan on doing the change you plan on making to make that happen? Uh, so that you can impact not only for yourself, but for other people who want to work with you. Yeah. So, I mean, like you had said uh, at the beginning of the podcast, you know, that looking at people's social media, you know, people really only show as much as they want and, you know, how much they want. And a lot of pages are very curated. What I try to do is just to constantly be honest and authentic and vulnerable as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And I've seen in the response that I've gotten from those moments that I've been incredibly vulnerable, that it's allowed people to be vulnerable in their own way. I've had people reach out and tell me that they've decided to, you know, open up to somebody that they've been meaning to speak to, or, you know, finally set boundaries or allow themselves to be emotional in front of somebody that they, they love so that they're actually, um, they're themselves. And so I think how I can make my best impact. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. (laughs) Um, I think that the way that I can make my biggest impact, okay. Um, the way that I can make my biggest impact is by continuing to show my vulnerable side and show that it's okay to do that. And you can still be strong-willed and you could still be successful and you could still be, uh, you know, a business owner and be authentic. And I think that the internet and social media is very starving for that because we are all incredibly multifaceted. We all have our own lives. And it's important to show that you can be someone that suffers with anxiety and own a business. You can be somebody who cries in front of others and also, you know, takes no BS, you know, like really just allow yourself to be every side that's why we're here we're here to experience so many different emotions and different facets of this life that i think it would be a huge disservice to our existence to not be honest about that and how amazing it is that we're able to connect with people all over the world and to just show people like what i'm eating or what i'm wearing which i do every now and then for sure but if that's the only thing that my page says I don't really feel like I'm I'm doing my community a service by not showing them vulnerability and honesty sure. and authenticity. And I hope that can incite some inspiration in people to do the same for them and their community. Right. Because it, it, get, it puts people in a position yeah. to realize that, you know what, here's this person who is allowing themselves to be open and still are successful at something. You know what I'm saying? Like you said before, and I think that's one thing you mentioned is missing. I feel like that's missing a lot too, is that too many people are like, ah, oh, but I got to play this role of being like this. You know, I had a conversation with a friend of mine last night, kind of similar to that. We're talking a bit a bit about that. And I know that what they were trying to say wasn't like, well, how come the person goes from doing this and then you don't see it anymore and blah, blah, blah. And what I was trying to reiterate is the fact that some you can't base a person's life on what you see on your phone. Because mm-hmm. even if even if you look at me and you go, oh, but Cream, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're a trainer, you have clients, you're blah blah blah. Does that mean that I'm doing the right thing? Like, how do you know what I'm doing in the background? Nobody knows. So I can only show you. I'll show you what I want to show you. But yeah. you don't really know somebody until you have a conversation and be able to see, like you said, their other sides to see, like, oh, do you actually like? Do you actually eat pizza as a trainer? Of course I do. Do you uh, <laughs> do you drink? Yeah, I have drinks occasionally here and there. Um, like, do you do stuff like, are you always training all day? I'm like, no, I actually sit down and chill. Like I do stuff when I want to, you know, and, and I'm actually learning yeah. to be more like a relaxed person now because I'm often, often <laughs> always doing stuff, you know? Um, and that's a transition for me, but that's, that's something that I, I'm trying to educate and show people like, listen, you don't have to be on a hustle, on a grind all day, all day, all day, get that out of your mind uh-uh. and appreciate the fact uh-uh. that you've made it here. You're here now. You're here today. You have an opportunity to do something today. Deal with that. Have fun, relax, and then look forward to tomorrow. But don't base what you're doing based on what other people are doing, but also to like learn how to just kind of navigate things on your own so that you could showcase your own self and show that 
you can be an average person and still do this. Because at the end of the day, we're all average people. No one has like a special superpower. Like everyone's superpower is within themselves to just um, display it in some way, shape or form. Speaking of superpower or super talent, I should say. What is your secret talent? I'm asking everyone this question because I'm like, everyone's got a special talent. (laughs) You're going to I don't even know what mine is, so I don't know, but. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, well, I can't can't say cooking because that's no secret. I went to culinary school and I'm Italian, so that's just kind of in my blood. So I'm slightly like low-key picking myself like I cook really good food. (laughs) Um, But. Um, not saying not saying you're like putting yourself out there you know there's not this is not a bumble ad or anything no 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 bumble for me Uh, (laughs) i just i don't i i don't know that necessarily calling my intuition is a secret talent but i just have i always know when something is wrong (laughs) with someone okay okay always know and I, I have a really great ability to set a safe space for mm-hmm. even strangers to open up to me. I don't know if that's just like my energy, but I feel like I just have this knack for knowing when people need to talk about something cool. and creating a really safe space for them to open up and talk to me about it. And I, I mean, this also kind of adds to my coaching business is that I, I, I tend to just know exactly what to tell people to mm-hmm. inspire them to get out of these ruts. And whenever I do, they'll, they're like, how did, like, how did you know to say that? Or what made you say this? Or it's just, I think that it's also something that everybody has within them. It just is a matter of how much you choose to cultivate it. And I spend, I spend some amount of time every day cultivating my intuition and my trust right. Right. that, um, it, it helps me in so many ways, but I find that it's just this, this knack, this yeah. knack knowing when something's up and I'm like, <laughs> That's cro- crochet, hook it out of you. Wow, I have like, so, I don't know if there's like actual, like you wanted to know, like a talent, talent. I mean, I sing, but that's not a secret. But that's that's a cool thing. Ta- I mean, that's a cool talent. But I mean, some people have to hit stuff, but I think intuition is a good one because um, um, like you said, some people put it on display. Some people use it more than others. Um, but some people are really good. I find moms are good at that. My mom mm-hmm. is a really good at being like, mm. when I was younger, yeah. she just know stuff. I'm like, how did you know this? You know, but, uh, shows maybe you just, maybe you just have yeah. that mom knack right away. I, like <laughs> I was just, I knew it. I was like, if number one, I was like garbage at lying when I was young Yeah. and I just, I couldn't. And I was like, she's going to know, <laughs> she's going <laughs> to, she's going to know. You know, I could I could see the slipper from across, oh. you know, just coming at me. You know, I was like, I can't. All my friends would be talking about like doing something, and I was like, No, no, I'm just gonna go home. <laughs> is that is that so? Maybe is that, I don't know. Maybe I have that fear of parents is good because I I have that still even with my mm-hmm. father, and I'm 35, 35 years old, turning 36, and I still am afraid of my dad. Mm-hmm. Just putting it out there, guys. It's it's a common thing, West yep. Indian thing. Way anyway. Um, <laughs> What are your goals in regards to your relationships? Like, what do you plan on? I'm not saying like relationship isn't like hooking up with a guy or whatever, but like just in general, like how do you plan on improving your relationships going forward? Like today, going forward with your friends, your clients, family. Um, just always being honest about where I'm at as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, like the it, you know, that plays to the whole authenticity part of it. Um, and letting, you know, letting my clients know if I'm, you know, if I'm also having a hard time with something. Um, one of the things that has probably added the most value to me is um, knowing when to, when it comes to clients, knowing when to direct them to maybe somebody else that I think can help them in a way that I can't. I don't think that I have all the answers for every single person. And I think I'm humble enough to know Uh, I know many coaches and so I feel like putting clients in the right hands is super, super important when it comes to cultivating uh, anything on a friendship, family, or even romantic scale. It's just making sure that I'm taking care of myself Mm -hmm. so that I don't feel 
resentment towards anybody if I'm always operating from an empty cup and then feeling depleted and then not feeling like a good friend or a good sister or a good daughter or a good partner. Yeah. I think that what's most important is that I always make sure that I'm taking care of myself so that I can be there for, for sure. everybody in my life. For sure. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, a, that's an amazing point. Do not I think pour that's out the of the empty way. cup, guys. Super important. Super important. Sip. A plus sip. <laughs> um, so you kind of get caught you got caught in the show me a picture of i saw this on your on your instagram story and yeah. i was laughing i'm like and i thought to myself who's gonna type in peach first <laughs> <laughs> and then the next slide i saw and i was in a i was in a meeting the meeting was actually just starting and i was in a meeting and i was like oh and i was going through I know what I was like. Anyways, and I was like, who's going to type in first? And I, the first thing I see, I started laughing. I'm like, I got to shut this down right now, man, because this is, this is a, obviously you like to have fun. You, you sing, you dance. Is it part of your regular routine or is it just like when you feel like, you know, I just want to vibe out. I just want to do something. Do you make it part of your regular routine? And do you suggest that people make it part of their regular routine? I'm not just talking about twerking. I'm talking about like just having fun, <laughs> having fun all together. If you want to put, I, you, listen, listen, people, if you want to put twerking as part of your regular routine, go ahead. You should. Like, you know, I, only if you know, that only like, if you know how. Your special talent. Only if you know how. Because, uh, anyways. <laughs> yeah, like, see, like, that's something that adds very much to what we were saying before is that, you know, when people were saying, like, oh, you're a trainer, but you eat pizza, like, people would be like, oh, you're a yoga teacher. You must be super zen, you know? And I'm like, no. Like I'm stressed. I, I have a, I have ups and downs like everybody else, yeah. you know, and to that, to that effect, you know, yes, I'm a yoga teacher and I teach people how to look within and all of that stuff. And I also twerk and I don't feel like that. <laughs> I don't feel like that takes away from anything. That's that twerking does not make me any less of a spiritual person or any less of a yoga teacher. And I don't think that being connected to my spiritual side makes it hard for me to, to dance twerking is something that I just enjoy enjoy doing and uh, it's not the only kind of dancing that I do um it's the definitely the most requested for sure uh to be seen on on Instagram but uh and that actually she can do other first. things guys she can do other I things she can cook too man she doesn't just do that come on man <laughs> she doesn't just twerk well, just but um the peach was actually First, the first that was like the first one and I was like I'm not putting a twerking video right like right away so I, <laughs> I answered a couple of the and then I was like okay I'm gonna give the people what they want you know but um dancing for me yeah dancing is imperative yeah um you know whether it's silly whether it's you know belly dancing whether it's salsa in my kitchen while I'm cooking like dancing is just something that happens very organically for me and when I don't do it I feel it for sure. So, um, you mentioned touch on anxiety. We touched on a little bit of mental health and stuff. Uh, that mm -hmm. being a big, big, big issue right now, especially with pandemic everything happening. Um, mm -hmm. What are some suggestions? Let's say a couple of tips that you can give people to just kind of help them work their way through the anxiety, anxious moments that they're feeling right now, especially with everything happening. Or if in general, if that's what they suffer from or they have experienced, what yeah. would you suggest for them to do? A couple of things that they could do on their own. Um, something that's really worked well for me, especially lately, is uh, putting my my phone on airplane mode at least a few hours before going to bed. Okay. Um, just especially, I mean, if we're just talking about on a on a physical, like it's it's a lot healthier for your eyes to not be looking at something scrolling constantly, um, and just not to always be so readily available. You know, like somebody writes to you and you have to answer right away or um, you know, people commenting on whatever you're posting and you feel like if you open up the chat box and they see that the message was seen and then you'll feel bad if you don't answer them. Like I just remove all of that stuff. And um, it's really, really helped me to, when I feel like it, sometimes it's even like around now, sometimes at seven o'clock, I'm like airplane mode. I don't want to know anything. I'm comfy. I'm home. Everybody I love is aware that I'm alive and happy and healthy and I can disconnect. Um, that's helped me significantly and also waking up in the morning and not looking at my phone right away yeah. uh, and uh, journaling. Journaling is for me so cathartic. It's so helpful. It helps me let whatever is kind of stirring in me out. I can put it on a piece of paper and to me it feels like I'm releasing it. I could set intentions for the day. I can 
glow myself up. I can write out affirmations. Uh, my journaling experience has, again, not always been super consistent, yeah. but in the pandemic has, has, especially over the last couple of weeks, I've been really consistent with it. And it's so incredibly helpful. Um, music is something that I love as well. It's, you know, that goes hand in hand with the dancing, but listening to music and letting it carry you away and just enjoying things that don't require you to do anything, For you sure. know? Um, I feel like that's very, very healthy. I, there's nothing expected from me mm. when I listen to music except to listen. If I want to mm. dance, then that kind of happens organically. But doing things that are not, that nothing is expected from you um, on an external, you know, from people, from your business partners, from your boss, from your family, and just doing things that add value to your life, whether that's, you know, studying right away in the morning and it's something that you're passionate about but doesn't have to be something that there's a test for mm -hmm. i like to tell people you know there are so many places online that you can find a program and you could just study it whenever you want if it's learning a new language or learning how to code or learning tarot you know and understanding the different cards in a deck like these are things that if you want to just learn how to read cards for yourself you can do that and study it and then nothing is expected of you for sure so Having that expectation and that pressure is really, really nice. Mm -hmm. um, and just breathing, reminding, just just taking those deep breaths, as cliche as it sounds. I know mm -hmm. the yoga teacher is telling you to breathe, but the, you know some things are cliche because they work. Because they work for sure. You know, placing a hand on your heart and on your belly and just feeling your physical being and taking those deep breaths really just drops you into presence like nothing else yeah. makes you really appreciative of of the moment because it's all we got for sure for sure they've ranked um the top three methods of relieving anxiety and stress uh mm -hmm. i can't remember the third one but i know that the top two are breathing and hugs oh my god so yes and i said listen man if i get a job just hugging people i think i might because <laughs> There's something about it. There's something about it that's very like, it, it's very relaxing. It's very relaxing. So I can definitely understand. But but breathing definitely is something that uh, I suggest as well because I mean it's helped me out a lot and it's helped you obviously and it helps other people as well. So um, yeah. from an educational standpoint, we're telling you guys breathe, inhale deep, exhale deep each and every morning. Don't just scroll on your phone first thing in the morning because no. um, that can be very dangerous to your eyesight, but also to just dangerous to your thoughts. You know, you want to think, you want to start your day thinking on the right path and uh yeah and you know like especially this year uh, a lot of people just the fact that they got out of bed more often than not is is their biggest accomplishment of 2020 for sure and, and you know it's it's amazing i mean i know that i've done it that i'm you know highlighting my accomplishments opening up a business and things like that but if if you go onto social media and already you're very very hard on yourself and you don't feel like you did very much this year it's very easy to compare yourself to what other people have been doing. Sure. And um, if you have a hard time separating yourself from that and just being like, wow, that's really great for that person. For me, waking up and getting out of bed uh, while I'm anxious and depressed, that's been my biggest win in 2020. And that, sure. should, that should be something that's highlighted. Sure. And so social media is a great place for learning and, and staying connected for sure. But if there are any accounts or um people that just make you feel unworthy it has nothing to do with them they could be great people even me mm -hmm. if somebody looks at my page and it makes them feel unworthy maybe mute my stories until you can get yourself in a space where it doesn't make you feel that way and i think it's super important that we um try to find that distinction before falling so heavily into a regular routine of being on social media true, true you know true. makes sense makes sense Wow. Yeah. Well, listen, I truly appreciate you doing this. And I know that having a conversation to get to know you a bit more in depth, learning more about you is uh, the art of conversation at its best. And we were able to go back and forth on a couple of things. I learned that, you know, don't ever mention valedictorian to, uh, <laughs> to don't, ever, don't ever mention it. Don't ever mention it to Sabrina because she'll tell you valedictorian. <laughs> Let's not even get into that. <laughs> Years later and I'm like, 
<laughs> but uh, you were able to highlight, you know, your your accolades and uh, what you had been successful for you, but also some of the things that have been like a, a little bit of a downfall for you, but that, that has helped you to grow as a person. Um, obviously, it demonstrates and shows a good family you come from, your mom, beautiful lady. I have yet to meet her in person, but I will very soon. Oh, um, but obviously, you come from a phenomenal background. And when you have a great support system, a great team of people to help you out, uh, that's really, really encouraging. And you're able to channel that to your clients. So I'm pretty sure... If you send it to your clients, they will have great things to say as well, great things, ways to respond. So that's definitely the benefit we want to get out of this. So again, thank you so much, Sabrina, for being part of this. I appreciate you very, very much. Um, you have helped me to stretch my body out. I'm going to go wake up tomorrow morning. I'm going to do my stretches again because I'm going to make sure my back is in commission so that I can actually operate and function. Um, yeah. But in the meantime, guys, as a suggestion, I suggest you check out Sabrina.Bortolo on uh, Instagram. Her um, tag is going to be in our uh, information section at the bottom of our podcast. You can definitely go check her out and send her a shout out. Hit up her inbox, flood her inbox with a couple of microphones, say mic drop, mic drop, mic drop. Let everyone know that she's been on there. Uh, for sure, we're going to make sure that we get this shared so that everyone is able to check this out. Of course, you know the, the Hustle Journal podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as well as on Anchor and other platforms that I carry this that is available to you. This episode is brought to you again, once again, by Pure Love Dog Food. We appreciate you guys uh, and the work that you guys are doing all small businesses out there you're struggling right now going through a hard time but trust me there's light at the end of the tunnel things will change things will get better and definitely we're going to have more people on there to help you to motivate you inspire you and encourage you to continue to do your, to continue to do your thing uh moving forward so again we appreciate sabrina coming through thank you guys so much for listening and this is the hustles journal episode number 11 of season two guys enjoy the rest of your evening peace out take care see you soon Woo.